You're listening to a message from Christian Believers United. CBU equips God's people for ministry through offering spirit-empowered Bible teaching conferences and retreats. Please visit us online at www.cbu.org to learn more about how you can be involved. While you're there, be sure to browse our online library of sermons to find more relevant Bible-based teaching. In the meantime, enjoy this message, and we look forward to seeing you at a conference or seminar soon. first meeting, um, we're not cramming for our finals yet, are we? <laughs> um, interesting, some of our compatriots have gone to be with Jesus, and um, next month I will be 82, and um, <laughs> I I was born at a very early age. <laughs> um, I have taken the theme that, uh, that Tom gave us quite seriously, a clear word for an uncertain time. If you will allow me and the Lord will allow us to go together, I will do my best to try to posture you of where we are in what is happening, where the, how the kingdom is unfolding and some other things that I think uh, when I started to prepare for this, um, I felt deeply the weight or the burden of the Lord. And, um, I'm a um, lot more subdued than I was those years, partly because of the burden of the Lord and the seriousness of our time and the sense that um, all of us feel that there's a shift going on that we don't quite understand or we can't quite interpret. A prayer life is changing. Worship life is changing. Even reading the Bible is changing. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's amazing because all of those things, and I, I, I don't know if I get a chance to speak to all of that, but I, I would like to speak to some of it. And, um, allow us now to posture ourselves. Now, one of the things that will help us posture is for us to be able to um, see in the charismatic and the Pentecostal outpouring, which I will, Sunday morning, I'll, I'll, I'll posture. I'll, some of the things I'm saying will all come together on Sunday morning. But um, the, the early 60s, I met the Lord, well, I met the Lord when I was 12, and then backslidden for 12 years, and um, back to the Lord in 54. 
And so I've been walking with the Lord as a rebel for 70 years. I ought to know something by now. <laughs> the word funny thing is I feel like a Sunday school teacher. You, know? you really do because of the immensity, the magnitude, the beauty, and who God is. And so in the 60s was an outpouring and we called it the Jesus Movement. I could tell you war stories hardly believed that was going on in those days. But the Jesus Movement was an emphasis on the person of Christ. Very strong and and I was talking to Tom before the meeting and, and these hippie kids were coming to the Lord sovereignly with nobody witnessing to him or, or talking. They just, God was encountering them on his own through the person of Jesus Christ. That movement turned into what we call an emphasis on the Holy Spirit. That's the charismatic renewal and the whole outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Gifts and ministries and baptism and laughing and gold teeth, all right? <laughs> and um, that was a strong movement. And what you're feeling right now is a very, very real moving to something that I have here on the board, which is this from, from here, and you'll see this now, the emphasis in the next few years is going to be on the person of the Father. And it's different than anything we've known, and it will demand from us adjustments and changes. All of us have heard, change is here to stay, isn't that right? <laughs> It's, it's delightful in a way, but see, here, here, here's, let me posture you now, and, and I don't have any doctrines up my sleeve or any tricks or anything. Um, I am so serious about this. My wife said to me, getting ready to come, she said, I don't think very many people put as much effort into their talk as you do. That's my wife right there. <laughs> now, what we, what we have to recognize now is there were some lessons we should have learned in the Jesus thing. Some of them we missed. There was lessons we could have, should have learned in the, in the outpouring and the charismatic thing. And, and uh, we all thought that was normal Christian life and didn't realize it was a sovereign outpouring of the Holy Spirit in ways that was just breathtaking in some ways. And um, now here we are, we're starting to face and engage the Father. The person of Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit, now we're beginning to engage the Father in a way that is going to require some adjustments. Now, I, I don't want to preach to you tonight. I'm not a preacher anymore. I, I got delivered. 
I really did. I really did. Uh, um, and you, you'll see it in just a moment. And um, when I when I touch it with you, you'll see what I'm you'll see what I'm after and what I think the issues are, because a clear and certain word in a time of a changing, confused kind of a, of a, of a climate. How, how many here, seriously, you don't need to put your hands up, but how many understand that our nation is on the edge of some serious upheaval? <laughs> serious upheaval. I mean, more than the election. I'm talking finances and politics and all kinds of stuff. And, and here we are now as God's people. Now, I wish I could tell you what's behind that title. I'm not free to do that. But as clear as I've ever heard God speak to me, he spoke to me about changing his reputation in the earth. Is anyone here ignorant of the fact that God the Father is the most misunderstood, misrepresented, totally distorted being in all the universe, past, present, future? No person could be more distorted Misrepresented. Some of that has come from us, his kids. I have four kids. I know how that works. <laughs> now, if you will allow me, I think I can say some things to you that will help orient us both to the change and to the Father. See, because you'll see in a moment a distinction that most of us have missed. And if this distinction is correct, and I think you will agree that it is correct in a moment, uh, you would understand why Father's reputation. I was in a situation where I disobeyed the Lord quite strongly. I didn't want to do what he asked, and I wasn't going to do what he asked, and I didn't do what he asked. And I said, Lord, forgive me. And he said, I'll forgive you, but at a great cost. Because you have damaged my reputation. You are an epistle read of all men. And what are they reading? Wow. Now, was I forgiven? Yes. Am I still saved? Yes. Am I going to heaven? Yes. That's not, no, no. I, let's get that out of the room. What I hear the Lord saying is as his kids we are going to have to take a personal responsibility for his reputation 
because the hurting world wants to believe badly there's still some people like you. Most of the world doesn't believe. I'll, I'll show you this now. This is, um, can you all see that? Is that all right? Can you see that? Because I'm going to teach from that. I, I was going to do my notes and I was going to do the thing and the Lord said, you just stand up there and go with me, all right? Now let's go here. Um, some things cannot be taught. That's a shocker. Because I'm a teacher. And I am about to change my teaching thing. I don't know what that means yet, but you'll see it in a moment. Um, brushing your teeth. You don't need to brush all your teeth, just the ones you want to keep. <laughs> now, how many of you know you cannot teach a kid to brush his teeth? You have to mentor him. This morning, this evening, this morning, this evening, on and on, and finally, finally, yay, he brushes his or her teeth on their own. That's not teaching. That's mentoring. I think one of our greatest lacks has been we thought it could be done by teaching. Now, how many here, now I do need you to put your hand up this time. How many here know you need someone to remind you? Yeah. Those of you who didn't put your hand up, I understand, right? And watch here. My PowerPoints went down one at a time, and this is not going to work, is it? They're all going to come up in one shot. Are you on the... Um... All right, now look, mentoring. Could we turn these lights off back here? Is that clear enough for you? Can you see it? Okay. Huh? They all go off, huh? Now watch. Mentoring. <laughs> Mentoring is a skill. We are needing to develop some new skills. It isn't more knowledge. How many here know you don't really need more teaching? I said to my fine Lord, I don't need any more promises. I just want to get the ones I have to work. <laughs> right? So, so if you feel this with me now, you, 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 you see what I'm reaching for it. Now I'm going to touch ten kingdom skills. I can't teach you these. I wish I could. We're going to meet every day for three years in this room. No, no. But 
we, our whole family was going to learn to ski, and there was a prophet there that was a smart aleck. And we were all getting ready to put our ski things on, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, you shall rise and fall many times. <laughs> now, if, do you think that was a good prophecy? <laughs> because in a skill, you fail many times. And this is the difference between teaching and mentoring. It's, it's very, very important because when I am imparting to you a skill, I can remember many of you skill ski. How, how many ski guys in here? Yeah, quite a few. But I can remember the first time that I really conquered the moguls. And I come down and feel like a pro, and I got down to the other end, and I felt like Superman. But because I knew that I had broken through into some kind of a skill that I never had before. Could I have my water here? And, um, and I... Alright, let's go. Now, each of these ten skills serves to Cleanse clogged channels or create new channels. I'm going to identify ten things and you, you'll see them. And, and listen, when, when Tom got up and said, don't just listen to the man, do what he said. Remember that? That's the very scripture he put on there. I wanted to start with that scripture. Thank you, Father. Now, my life is in his hands. So is my death. Now, watch. Because if we don't learn that both of these are in his hands, we embrace the life and run from death. And if we don't learn to die, listen carefully. I'm telling you something you need to hear. If you don't lose the fear of death, you can never lose the fear of living. And these next few years are going to show people who are afraid of facing life. Your fruitfulness is Father's personal care. Listen, John 15, 1. My father is a farmer. And he does the pruning himself. That's the one thing that he reserves for himself. Father does the pruning. It was a joy to my soul when I found out God was a farmer and not a sheriff. <laughs> that right? Whoa, man. But the life lamp. Now, I'm, this is all introductory because I'm going to peel your grape in just a moment. <laughs> Every experience in our life is called a life lamp. 
Now I want you to start thinking this way. Because if you don't think this way, you're going to miss the train. Or get off that bus. Every experience is a life lab. And it's designed to focus us on one or more of the fruit of the Spirit. Now I want you to say these with me, please. Say it together now. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, tenderness. Now this next phrase is very vital for us. You must hear this. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Please hear this from me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to impart something that will save your bacon. These nine fruit are designed to externalize the character and the relational nature of God, making him known. When we manifest these nine things, Father's reputation is healed. I'm coming through the Walmart line, and all of you know what a blue light special is. <laughs> And um, she gave me too much money, and I gave her the money back. And she said, that's a shock. I said, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to be religious or anything, but that's because I have a father that's watching. <laughs> she melted. Because a few years ago, if she would give me too much money, I'd oh, praise God, the Lord's supply. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Now, who knows? Life lab rules. Every situation is a life lab. None excluded, including your marriage. <laughs> Rule one. Now let's skip rule one. <laughs> if you don't grow up by the time you're 50, you don't have to. <laughs> rule two. In the life that you need to identify which of the fruit of the Spirit the Lord is cultivating in your life. When you identify which one he wants from you, you'd be amazed how quickly you can get out of the fix. Anybody ever hear this before? God fixes a fix to fix you. <laughs> and if you fix the fix before you fix, he has to fix another fix to fix you. Now that's not, this is serious stuff. Watch. Rule three. Once identified, we are personally responsible to seek out and embrace the means of grace. Now I'm going to go through these little, little, uh, this is not a Sunday school class, so go. Here we go. What are the means of grace? The means of grace keeps us 
from doing these three things. Now, I want you to say these with me. Run. Who did that the first time? Adam. Eve. They ran, they hid, and they blamed it on each other. If, if you don't hear me, your life, your Christian life will look like that. Do you think there are Christians that run, hide, and shift blame? They're not in this meeting, but they were in the other. I'll come back to that in a little bit. These are the means of grace, prayer. Let me just, this is the first one. This is John 13, I think. Father, my hour has come. What shall I say? Deliver me from this hour? No. Don't deliver me from this hour. For this hour is what I was born for. Now we learn to escape. The whole charismatic thing taught us how to escape. Not chase, not embrace, not chain. Run, hide, rebuke the devil. Scripture. Repentance. Repentance isn't tears. Repentance is a change of direction. Amen. Surrender. God come to the freeway. There's a, a female driver. No. The female driver afraid to get on the on the freeway. The guy rolls down his window and he says, Lady, the sign says yield, not give up. <laughs> How many here? No, you, you don't need to put your hand on that. How many here know it's easier to give up than yield? Oh man. Yielding is a Lord's table, personal counsel, intercessory intervention, someone interceding for you. Last one, the gifts of the Spirit. We have a strong prophetic ministry that will be with us tomorrow. You need help in any of the things that I lay out. That's one of the means of the Spirit, means, means of grace. Okay, let's go. Now here is a shocker. If you can agree with me on this, it will help your whole Christian life. First Timothy 6, 6, and indeed a source of immense profit is godliness accompanied with contentment that contentment, which is a sense of inward sufficiency, do you see that word? Is a great and abundant God. Now listen, most of Christianity has lost the crucial difference between godliness and ungodliness. <coughs> this young girl, beautiful, about 18, brilliant. My Son-in-law was dealing with her about getting married. And he said, 
don't you want a Christian husband? She said, no, I want a godly one. How many of you know there are a lot of Christian boys out there that are on empty love? Yeah. Nice. They're sweet. Now, what does it mean to be godly? <coughs> Do you think all Christians are godly? No. <laughs> Where is Father's reputation? Are we, are we starting to click in now? Because when I am not godly and I am testifying, Father's reputation is being trashed. Mm -hmm. Remember all the old cowboy movies where the guy quotes scripture and killed everybody? Cowboy movies. And they were apostate. Now what? Do you want a Christian husband? Nah, she said, I want a godly one. Now watch this. Whoop, back up. No, right there. Godly. Imitate God. Ephesians 5 1. What a child. What a scripture. Yes. Imitate God. Wish I had a blackboard I could show you that. It's a chalkboard. The early schools had a big chalkboard. He split in the middle. They would draw a Greek beta and then you drew a thing. But walk in agape. You know what? Most of us don't walk in agape. We walk doctrinally. Amen. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? Do you believe in that? We are friends. And this is what he said. He said, walk in a love. Love first. Figure it out later. Isn't that what God does? God, did God accept you just like you were? Didn't he really did? He, he said, I said, I need you. He said, oh man. But he knew what he had. Yeah. And he had to make this not only a Christian, he had to make him godly. Meaning like God. Ungodly. Conduct as a Christian that is not honoring our Father. You must be perfect. Godliness in mind and character as your heavenly Father is perfect. I am wrestling with that. I, I can't tell you the hours I have spent on it. I put this verse into my computer. Got million eight hundred thousand hits. I thought, what am I dealing with? What in the world have we stumbled on? Refuse an avoider of legends. Train yourself toward godliness. 
That's a skill. I went to the gym. <laughs> and I had to work at it. And about, this is about a year ago. I pressed 165 pounds. It almost killed me. <laughs> I really worked at that. That's a skill to press 165 pounds. But that's training. That's not teaching. That's mentoring. And this guy, young man, he was, he was tough on me. And he said, I'm going to get a picture of an 81-year-old pressing 165. Physical training is of some value, but what? Say it with me, come on. Spiritual training. Useful and value and a promise. Come on. Next week, next month, 2017, 2025. You need more than to read the Bible. Something's going to happen to us and to our prayer life and the way we are facing and approaching this. Don't go ahead of me, sweetie, will you? Don't do that, okay? If all these things are be sure, the Lord knows how to rescue, come on. Now, if all believers are not godly, that thing jams my radar. How many of you know some people that may not even be born again are more godly than others. Do you have a neighbor like that? Just absolutely give you anything and you think something's wrong with this picture. I'm going to lose my mind. Not supposed to be like that. Watch now. 1980. She's dazzled and fine linen and she's godly. Boy, we could do a lot with that. Okay, now we go. I need to get this coat off. Is that all right? Yeah. Somebody turned the heat on or I did. I know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, these are the ten skills. I'm going to do ten of these. I'm not going to... I'm not going to beat on you, I promise. Every one of these, the Lord has almost killed me with these. Because he puts me into a life lab that makes me want to lie. Are you there? How fast were you going, sir? <laughs> I said 20. <laughs> the trooper gave me the thing and I said, you know what? Thank you for this. You'll see this in a moment. Thank you for this ticket. 
because I only got one and I should have a whole back seat for it. <laughs> he laughed, he loved it, he just loved it. I said, I should have a whole back seat for it. <laughs> now watch, be careful now. As a godly person, from tonight, I will not lie. I won't lie to you. Oh, has that cost me. How many of you know lies are really helpful sometimes? Aren't <laughs> <laughs> they? Of course they are. You, you got it? Now I've taught you and you don't never need to hear that again. <laughs> I want you to come back tomorrow and I'm going to teach the same message all over again. 
Listen, I can't tell you what's happening in the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, forgive me for what I am about to do and tell a big lie. Are you forgiven? Are you forgiven? Yes. At whose expense? Father's reputation. Everybody in town knows you're a liar and a knower. Or a leader or a company president. Two. Oh. When we were singing that song, I almost cried. His love never leaves me, never runs out on me. Now listen to what I say. Broken relationships are very expensive. You cannot, you must not lose the skill of keeping Hear me. Sometimes it's so expensive it won't seem worth it. It is worth it. Jesus said he loved his own to the utmost, to the bitter end he loved them. And weren't they a pair? Weren't they some 12 he chose? In fact, he didn't choose the Father chosen for him as a life lad. Make new friends, keep the old. The new are silver. The old are gold. You have left your first love. You didn't lose it. Nobody loses their love. They leave it because it's too expensive. God hates divorce. Why? Because it's evidence that you do not know how to maintain relationships 30, 40, 50, 60 years. If you're divorced and you're here tonight, please don't take anything for that. That's not where I'm at. If we've known this, idiots. You know what they are? How I many of you know everybody has them? I can see yours from here. <laughs> my, my, my son-in-law said to my daughter, your funny little ways don't bother me none. <laughs> oh, what marriage counsel that is. You're a funny little way. Isn't it true that we get into a relationship and then I find out you like blueberry pies for breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it true? The more we get to know each other, the more you get to know my weird feeling things I do. <laughs> and it's idiosyncrasies. And they listen to, listen to my statement. Agape covers. Jim and I, Tom, we've walked together, what, 38, 40 years before the meeting. 
getting better. You know why? Because he paid a price. And he invited me to speak at CBU and I was pariah. And everybody screamed. They all left. Jim said, no, sir. That's my brother and he's coming. And everybody showed up. I asked that dude. How many of you see? It's a skill to maintain relationship. Skill. Three. Oh, we've seen this one before. I said to the Lord, okay? And it's literal what happened. I'm not exaggerating or changing. I said, okay, Lord, from this moment, I will not run. I will not rock. I will not hide. What's the other one? Oh, oh, you can imagine the skill of putting blame on others. Honey, I'm sick. It must have been what you cooked. <laughs> you can imagine. You cannot imagine. The escape mechanisms are a skill. Denial is not a river in Egypt. <laughs> Without raising hands, looking at your wife or anybody, don't anybody look at anybody. Just look up here. How many know people that are in total denial? Don't put your hands up. Because I will pass out. Listen, I have, have you given, I, I have the paper, the evidence, everything, right in front. I said, do you see that? He said, that's not mine. That's not my signature. No, I never did that. Come on. Was he a Christian? Yes. 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 <laughs> Let me, let me, this is a skill. Here's what I'd like for you to try. Stop making excuses. Yeah. Why were you late? <sighs> I should have started earlier. <laughs> oh, what a healthy thing that is. What an amazing thing that is. That's all you have to say. The, the bridge was up. The train was up. The traffic the dog gave my homework. <laughs> Isn't that? Yeah. I should have started earlier. Your boss will pass out. <laughs> your wife will. She, your wife, my wife thinks it's the millennium. <laughs> Come on. Four. Oh, here we go now. We're getting down. Choosing the right fruit of the spirit. You thought they all just appeared on the line, didn't you? No. They're choices. They're what the scripture calls proper response. 
What does Father want from me in this crisis? Well, what he wants from you is this one over here called long suffering. How many of you been in a situation weeks, months, years, couldn't get out of it? Have you yeah, literally, I just couldn't get out of it. My, my personal friend got into a financial thing, and the Lord said, No, you're not going bankrupt. Now, I'm not telling you don't do that, I'm just saying what the Lord said to him. And he had to pay that thing off week, month, years, paid it off. And he said, but it was the greatest life that I have ever experienced. self-control. Every life crisis, life lab, identify which fruit. You say, Lord, show me what it is you want in this. Now, if I'm in wall-to-wall -wall traffic for three miles down, it's pretty easy. What is one of them is called about? <laughs> Don't several of them work? Joy, peace. Don't push your wife out of the car. You know. A lot. Here's the statement. This is the skill. Father is expecting me to learn endurance. He's wanting me to learn to endure this. This is an endurance thing. Yes, Father, I'm going to give you proper response. That is transforming my life and bringing my five. Are you all right? Being grateful is a skill. Attitude of gratitude silences. If I was going to do this again, I would put the right word in there. How many of you know the word murmur? <laughs> Boy, it is heavy in Greek and in Hebrew. It's an ugly word. Murmur. Never having murmured, I learned this from Jim. <laughs> Murmur. Bags are all coming down. I was in Miami. I was away for seven weeks. The bags come down. My bag doesn't come down. Don't go there. And I said, can't you watch over one bag? <laughs> and the Lord said, would you like someone else to take your call? <laughs> I dropped to my knees. And I said, thank you, Father. I grieve, I grieve, because I was murmuring as sure as the Israelites in the desert. <coughs> murmuring. Wow. Thank you, Father. When I was robbed, thank you, Father, that I had something they wanted. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful?
beautiful. That's beautiful. That set they me free. Thank you, Father, that they had something. And what's the second one? Thank you, Father, that I was robbed and didn't do the robbing. Yeah, now we're getting down here. This is living, living kingdom, boys and girls. <laughs> this this one I I didn't know whether I had the courage to do this, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Listen, will you hear me now, please? I just passed the North Carolina driver's test, 82 years old, without glasses. <laughs> you know what I attribute that to? Gratitude. I said to the Lord, you know, when you created the eyeball, God, that was a marvelous thing. Oh, Lord, thank you for these eyes. Thank you for ears to hear, lungs that work. That's right. Thank you, Father. Now, listen, you want to stay healthy, you want to stay healed. Jim knows my journey. If I hadn't known how to do this, I wouldn't be here. I don't want anybody to be embarrassed, but please hear me. When you go to the bathroom, thank God for coming. Amen. You cannot know. Oh, I'll leave that one. I don't want to, but I won't. <laughs> Joints, pregnancy, oh, the joy of this new baby. And the baby feels all you murmuring. The baby injures all the baby with, and you start murmuring. That's a skill. You'll never do it unless you understand this and make it a skill. Because you will fail, I promise you, before the night is out, you will be murmuring and carrying on and doing stuff. And I will be there. <laughs> All right. This last point. Be transformed by the removal of your mind. Everybody knows that in Roman. <laughs> you understand why? You gotta laugh or we will die, all right? Okay, six. Living our life in self expenditure. If I seek the same in my life, come on. Do you believe that? We've got to believe that, boys and girls. We cannot not do this. Self-expenditure. The whole fall of man came from self-absorption. Good to taste, good to make me wise. Now, I'm saying to you, Eternal life by its very nature is an extended life. 
If you don't give it away, you're in trouble. If you don't learn to extend it, extend it. Learn, watch for opportunities. Father gave, the son gave. Now watch, mentoring by a mature, mature believer imparts to us the needed skill of observing occasions when I can give myself away. I could tell you, I've been doing this for about three years, and I've had more fun. I, I, I could tell you, that sometimes I think I get too personal about this, but this has been an adventure for me, learning how, and, and, and learning how to give myself away. And it's not hard, but it's a skill, because in us is a thing that wants to save myself. It's innate. It's deep in us. I'm, and so, you know, I pick this guy up. I'm going to call him down there, and this guy's carrying big bags of groceries. And I'm going straight past him, and I saw it. I whipped around, come back, got him and his groceries and bags in the car, took him home. He said, you don't know how grateful I am. I said, you don't know how grateful I am. Simple, uncomplicated. It wasn't an angelic visitation. <laughs> Let's go. So, the mind of Christ. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. J.B. Phillips translates 1 Corinthians 1.30. However, amazing or astounding this may sound, we have the mind of Christ. I thought, oh, now when I got saved, the mind of Christ was right there. No. No. The seed was given. And the seed has to be cultivated. And the mind of Christ comes out of thinking and acting on these things. I don't go to horror movies. I don't go to stuff. I don't go to things traumatize my spirit. I just don't do it. You know what? Because it injures me. It injures everybody that does that. Can you go to a horror movie and be a Christian? Yes. yes. Can you go to a horror movie and not have the mind of Christ injured? No. No. You come out of there scared to get a look under your own bed. <laughs> now listen to these two words. And this is setting us up for where I'm going to go tomorrow night and Sunday. The mind of Christ is substantive and objective. When you finally start thinking like Christ, you are thinking in absolute reality. Pure. Reality. He is reality. Okay, so eight. Oh, no, let's go to nine. No, no I'm just <laughs> Now, always having had governed speech. <laughs> isn't this nasty? Isn't it nasty for me to do this to you? No, it's not. The Lord came and said, go beat them up for me. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll do it. Enjoy, all right? Watch. 
anyone doesn't stumble in what he says. How many can think right now of saying something really, really stupid? You wish, don't put your hands up. That you wish you could get back, right? I could give you some illustrations, but they're not nice. I've got one, but I hope that doesn't <laughs> Can you identify the skill that James has identified? He wants us to govern, govern by adopting what you're saying. Where'd you get your driver's license, sir? That voice? Smack my mouth. Father, I'm not going to talk like that. You know how I know we're getting into these fields? We stop talking to the other drivers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Everyone is aware of the greed and damage. Now here's the middle one. My own mentor, seeing that I was too much of a talker, said, Baba, I want you to learn to fast words. <laughs> I don't know why he said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Is that real? Okay. Come on now. How many have ever been with someone you'd like to just jam a bar of soap? <laughs> Not even say a word. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to say, tomorrow, I'm not going to talk as much as I did today. <laughs> and what happens tomorrow? You talk more than you ever did. Ever, ever, ever. And you say, okay, Mumford said, no condemnation. I'm back off and I'm going at it again. And I am going to learn the skill of governing my time. It's not a teaching. It's a skill. It's like skiing or swimming or diving or the skill. It's, it's acquired by going back to the person that you badmouth. Not in the letter, not in email, not in text, in person, and say, I injured you. And I spoke wrongly. And I, why am I doing that now? Why? Because now the expense is keeping me from doing it again without knowing it. It costs me so much that I stop doing it. Why well, am I to do more? Nine, quickly. It's, it's 7.30. <laughs> I 
Now I'm getting down to something that is really important. An enlarged heart. Oh, Corinthians, we're not hiding anything from you. Our heart is expanded wide. My heart is enlarged. Without our first daughter, I didn't think I could love any kid as much as I loved that first daughter. Then we had our second daughter. Well, loved her equally. Then what? Third, third is the son, loved him. Fourth one's son. Now we've got 18 grandchildren, four, no, six great grandchildren. <laughs> Right? Now hear me. All of us recognize a small person. Many, many Christians are small people. Are they going to hell? Do they believe in Jesus? Do they pray in tongues? Do they read their Bible? Are they small? You just like to be with them. No, you just you just go up to them. You just God, good today. Jim and I saw each other. It's been about a year since we saw each other, and we were in a hospital thing. I just fell on him, and he fell on me. We just stood in the hall and loved on each other. We're not trying to impress you. This is not religious thing. This is this is something of an enlarged heart. That makes me love the hurting, love those in trouble, stand and open and give. And I was riding with a Catholic family, and this Catholic family, beautiful, godly couple, and the beautiful children. And the fire engine went by, and the ambulance went by, and the Catholic family pulled over, and they all took hands and said, Father, bless those that the fire engine is going through and help those where the ambulance is going Lord intervene and have mercy I've never done that in my life <laughs> never entered my mind to do that so you just she's my favorite Whose heart is like that? So you were you were you were sharing his reputation. You're allowing people to read you. That's love. This is a key, key thing. This is where God is going now. 
not going back to the Jesus thing. He's not going back to the Holy Spirit thing. He's going forward. All that we learned in all of that is out here. And Father is taking us there in a different mood. Just hear that. Now watch. Becoming a father pleaser is a skill. It means you live your whole life to please one person to listen. <coughs> oh, God the Father. Now that means if I'm a conductor of the symphony, I have to turn my back on you. Jesus said, when you pray, close the door. So nobody can hear you, nobody can see you. And your father, come on, if he hears you in secret, will reward you. Now we're looking at the supernatural. Man, nobody wants the supernatural more than I do. But I got tired of the carnival. I don't want any more carnival. I want something that's solid, substantive, real, counter, with some people, with some skills. Jesus' entire job description. Now hear me. Jesus did not come to die. He came to please the Father. Come on. Which included love. Get that straight, boys and girls. He did not come to die. He came to please his father. Gethsemane, is there any other way? He said, no, son, no other way. Your will be done. Your pleasure, Father. This is healing me. It's delivering me from religion. Ephesians 5.10, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take that for a life text for the next three years. Use that as your life text. <coughs> Father, I'm going to learn to please you. Now, learning to please the Father will kill you. part of you that needs to die and set you free. I am walking in a freedom I never had before because I really don't care what you think. I love you. I want to feed you. I'm here. I give myself to you. My heart is not all the but I don't live by polls. <laughs> Seven people said they don't want to hear you. <laughs> because you're learning.
with that one comes Christ and the Holy Spirit and all that God has taught us in the three visitations. It's the root to the outpouring. I'll stop there. <laughs> Thank you for hearing me. You really are hearing me, I'm telling you. And I am so deeply grateful because I think this is a kind of introductory way of when the Lord sees you and me guarding his reputation. <laughs> Look at that kid, would you ever? Man, we better protect him because there's not many like him. <laughs> I don't want to sing, and I don't want an altar call. I don't know what to do, because I want you to hold these things in your heart. I want to come to each of your rooms tonight, in the middle of the night, I'm coming by to show you how to brush your teeth. <laughs> It's a skill. Walking in the spirit is a skill. The mind of Christ is a skill. Governing my mouth is a skill. Father's intention is to meet with us this weekend. Deal with the things that I've said. Come for Pastor LaFoon to minister to us in the morning. Come open, come hungry, come unguarded. Don't, don't guard or protect yourself. Just come and open ourselves to God. And um, work through these and I said that if you need help, you need something of deliverance or something that you need intervention, come, let us talk to you, let us pray for you, minister to you, but we're not going to do that tonight. I want you to go home. Let's just go home and go quiet and love each other. And, and um, would that be all right with you? Is that all right too? Because it, it, it's... I don't want to sing. I don't think it's right to sing. Is it all right if I close the meeting? Okay. Would you 
greet one another, a couple, hug a couple next that you don't know. 